Happy Birthday, Mr. President is a production of Big Four Enterprises, copyright 2020. I'm your host, Jeff Myers. And I'm your co-host, Carissa Slate. Our creative director is Shelby Myers, and our senior writer is Evan Myers. This is Happy Happy Birthday, birthday, Mr. Mr. President. I'm joined here with my special guest, our senior writer, Evan Myers. Welcome to the podcast, Evan. Hello. Thanks, Pop. I'm really glad that you're joining us. Um, normally, our, our normal co-host, uh, Carissa Slate, is uh, not able to join us for this podcast. So um, I'm so glad that we got our senior writer to join me today. And we are celebrating the 96th birthday of George Herbert Walker Bush. Well, happy birthday, Mr. George yes. H.W. He was born on June 12th, 1924 in Milton, Massachusetts. And he was the 41st president of the United States. So, have you ever been to Milton, Massachusetts? I've not. Massachusetts tough, though. I, I know. I know several of my friends from Massachusetts, and they're all Patriots fans. So we don't talk much anymore. Oh, I wonder if George. <laughs> I don't. Was he a Patriots fan? I know he was a Red because Sox we can fan. we can cut this podcast really short. <laughs> so he George uh, in, in his early life he was really good at soccer and baseball. In fact, he was a really really good baseball player. And uh, being born in 1924, he was part of the the greatest generation. So I know you're going to enjoy talking (laughs) with me here about uh, George Herbert Walker Bush. Herbert Walker Bush. He joined joined the Navy in 1942 when he was 18 years old, and he became the Navy's youngest pilot in 1943. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you he believe was, that? I, he was well-liked among his unit as well. Uh, I know they, they, they even had an affectionate nickname for him when they finally deployed downrange. What did they call him? Guess what they called him, Pop. Well, that's why I'm asking you. What did they call him? They called him Pop. Pop. No kidding. <laughs> they called him Pop. Oh, yeah, that darn. was one of his nicknames. Well. Which is my nickname for my father. So I thought that was kind of funny. That's kind and of I stumbled upon that on my research. Yeah. He completed <laughs> 58 combat missions. Now... I don't know if a lot of our listeners actually knew how much of a war hero that George H.W. Bush was. In fact, he was landing these planes on aircraft carriers out in the South Pacific uh, while he was uh, at war. And on two occasions, he missed. (laughs) And his plane went in the water. Yeah. So not only did he complete these bombing missions, and actually most of them were reconnaissance missions, and they were taking photographs. Correct. That's the... Now, now you were in the National Guard, right? Mm -hmm. And you were a photographer working Mm -hmm. in the uh, 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 public affairs Mm -hmm. uh, wing of the National Guard. So photography is an important part of our uh, military, right? Absolutely. Both for for journalistic purposes and for uh, uh, intelligence purposes, Um, a lot of what the U.S. Navy... Uh, uh, black cats and what other units that like the ones that uh, HW served with that was a huge component of the war effort was gathering intelligence and that's called uh, visual intelligence yeah. image image analysis and well that sort he of thing. that's one of the things he did to contribute to the war effort and after the war he was uh, uh, discharged from the Navy and he married Barbara Pierce or Barr, as he used to call her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got married on January 6th, 1945, uh, when he was 20 years old. Wow. 
<laughs> he was 20 years old. Very young. They How had, old were you when you got married, Pop? Oh, I was older than 20. I was like 23, I think. <laughs> 23. Still early yeah. 20s. Yeah, 20, yeah. 20, 20 yeah. is pretty young to get married, especially. 20, 20 is pretty young, but it was after the war, so. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they helped did contribute to the baby boom by having six children. <laughs> they did their uh, part. <laughs> yes. Their, their oldest was uh, George W. W. Uh, they had a little girl named Robin. And a lot of people don't know this, but Robin died uh, when she was three years old. She had leukemia. And that was something that really affected uh, George and Barbara. Uh, uh, for, well, I mean, they lost a child. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, their son, Jeb. Uh, I think his... I think his real first name is John, mm -hmm. uh, J-E-B are his initials, <laughs> and uh, then they had Neil, Marvin, and Dorothy, and now here's a little known fact, both George and Barbara were descendants of President Franklin Pierce. Really? Did you know that? How far apart? <laughs> yeah. Well, Franklin Pierce was president back in the early 1800s, so they were probably several cousins removed and right, everything. Right, at but, that point. And as you'll recall, Franklin Pierce was a bit of a boozer and <laughs> he used to do keg stands in the Oval Office, but that's for another episode. Yeah. Well, I told you that he uh, was really good at baseball and after the war, he attended Yale University and he played baseball that's there. That's right. He and he, was, in fact, was uh, the team captain. That's right. That's so. right. He played ball at Yale and uh, baseball was really important to him as an individual. kind of really helped to find... Define a lot of his personality, a lot of his his uh, personal goals and such. It was an all-American sport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and after he graduated Yale, he started in the oil business, and he became very wealthy and very influential. And uh, I think it was that uh, success that he had in business uh, that really set him up for his political career. And he held a number of offices, and uh, his service uh, to our country goes way back. He was a U.S. representative. Mm -hmm. He was also the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations under President Nixon. He was U.S. ambassador to China under President Ford. And that was kind of interesting that uh, because he and Barbara went over to China, and they were, uh, they were really impressed with China. They really liked it. Um, he was also the director of the Central Intelligence Agency mm -hmm. under President Ford. And then, of course, he was vice president to my favorite mm -hmm. president of all time, Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm. So, Now, I didn't, I didn't realize this, but Richard Nixon actually considered asking George Bush to be his running mate in 1968. Hmm. I didn't know that. Either. I did not know that. And, but he decided not to because he didn't think he had enough experience. And uh, there was actually kind of a rift between Bush and Nixon, uh, and that's why he, he uh, Nixon named him ambassador to the United Nations. Ah, so, I see. Yeah. Well, but, you know, added to his col very already colorful resume, which was uh, included a lot of different public service positions. He was a true public servant, huh? Yes, he would definitely was. And he was also chairman of the Republican National Committee during a little episode called Watergate. <laughs> so that was kind of a tough position to be in. It was the election of 1988 that uh, George H.W. Bush was the Republican candidate for president, and he defeated Massachusetts Governor... Do you remember? I don't. Well, you weren't born, so... <laughs> I, I was... 1988 was a rough year for me. I was negative five Negative five, yeah. <laughs> Massachusetts Governor Michael Dukakis, mm. that's who he defeated, and George was uh, 64 years old when he entered office, so... We like to point out the age 
of the presidents when they entered office because, you know, sometimes they're young, sometimes they're old. We just right. got done doing Kennedy, and Kennedy was like 43 years old. So, you know, incredibly young. A whippersnapper. Yes. But it was the first time since Martin Van Buren that a sitting vice president had won the White House. Yes, I did know that one. You did know that I one. I did know that one. I All thought right. that was really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Now, some of his... Uh, well, he, he just served one term. Mm-hmm. He served from January 20th, 1989 to January 20th, 1993. And for me personally, I mean, these were some very formative years because I got married in 1989, and I had my first child in 1992, mm-hmm. and you were born in 1993. So, yeah, he was the president when uh, when my family was, was really getting started out. Um, Despite one term... Uh, H.W. Bush and, and is, is often recognized as like one of the most successful one-term presidents out there in American history, you, at least in recent history. And why do you think that is? What um, would you attribute that to? Hmm, that's a really good question. I'd, I'd say in terms of sheer leadership, uh, the Cold War had a huge amount. His success in the Cold War had a, had a huge amount to do right. with it. Right. Um, the Berlin Wall did come down. Mm-hmm. Germany did reunify. And there was a little... Uh, there was a little military action, uh, uh, Persian Gulf the War. Persian Gulf, yeah. Uh, Desert Storm, so first, Operation Desert Storm. Exactly. It started off as Operation Desert Shield, right? and then it became the Operation Desert Storm in January 1991, and uh, the, the uh, U.S. military's shock and awe uh, mm-hmm. approach to defeating, to defeating that enemy. Enemy. Yes. Enemy. Enemy. <laughs> enemy. That's enemy. an easy word for me to say. Faced a... A mad dictator like Saddam Hussein, and you take H.W. and put him up against him, he didn't stand a chance, right? Well, yeah, that's right. (laughs) His approval rating was 90% after the success that the U.S. had in in, uh, Operation Desert Storm. Wow. He was extremely uh, uh, popular at that point. Now... Uh, it it went, his popularity did wane uh, for a variety of reasons, but after uh, uh, some of the initial success of Operation Desert Storm, he, Desert Storm, he had a very high approval rating. Uh, and I I will never forget that year when Whitney Houston sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and it is still to this day my favorite rendition of the of the national anthem and if we listen to it now i'd probably cry because i just do that (laughs) very cool now he did have some famous quotes read my lips no new taxes (laughs) and that came back to bite him in the butt (laughs) Uh, he also uh wanted a kinder gentler nation that was his uh, he had a kind of this fatherly uh, approach to things. I forget who it was. It was one of the SNL comedians had had an impression of Dana Carvey. Uh, Dana Carvey, that's yes. right. And he used to joke that trying to impersonate H.W. was like a combination of John Wayne and Mister Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. And a thousand points of light. Uh huh. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the election of 1992 came along and. Unfortunately, as I said, his popularity had kind of waned, and he was defeated by a guy named Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And But also, in the election of 1992, a guy named Ross Perot came along and ran as an independent, and he took away a lot of votes that probably would have gone to George H.W. Bush. I don't know that it necessarily he would have beaten Clinton, uh, because Clinton was, was, was very popular and everything. So. Kind of an interesting, right. interesting study in how... Third parties can uh, affect a presidential race. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
All right, now let me throw some uh, let me throw some true false questions on you. I'm ready. All right, let's go, Pop. Let's see here. True or false? George H. W. Bush's favorite vegetable was broccoli. False. That's right. It was false. All, All right. right, it was false. What was it? Actually, he said he he said that he never liked broccoli, mm-hmm. and he really upset farmers. He said that when he was president <laughs> of the United States. So, you know, when you're president, you gotta be careful what you're you gotta saying. Be careful what you gotta say. So maybe he lost the farm vote there in that election that of '92. So. All right. What was his favorite vegetable? Do you know? I don't know. We just know that he didn't like broccoli. <laughs> we just know that it wasn't broccoli. All right. True or false? At Watergate, George H.W. Bush was the guy carrying the flashlight and had the key to the Democratic National Committee office. True or false? Uh, false. That's right. That's I was false. like, that would shock me if that were that can't be right. Yeah. Yeah. I had to come up with the question, so <laughs> that's absolutely not true. <laughs> that's not true. All right, here's the last one. So okay. true or false? On George H.W. Bush's 90th birthday, he celebrated by going skydiving. False? That's actually true. No way. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> yes, good job. In the absence of our hype girl, Carissa, Evan pulls through. Yeah, on his 90th birthday, he went skydiving. Wow. Um, that's he, crazy. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He's quite a guy. You went skydiving on your. Uh, was that your sixtieth or your seventieth birthday that you went uh, skydiving? Yeah, I'm not quite that old yet. So <laughs> we'll... Which which birthday was it though? Yeah, know. where were you, where were you at a week from Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, after he, so he got defeated in 1992, and Bill Clinton was the president. And after uh, he left the White House, he and Barbara went on several international trips and. In 1993, they visited Kuwait, and there was actually a planned assassination attempt by Iraqi agents that uh, was discovered and thwarted. So he was a target. Absolutely. Yeah, he was a target. And his son, George W. Bush, was elected uh, elected president of the United States in 2000, becoming the second father and son team to have served in the presidency. Do you know who the first was? I was just racking my brain to think who the first was. To remind me. It was early in our nation's history. Okay. John Adams and was father to John, John Quincy, Quincy Adams. Adams, of course. Yeah. Of course so. And had Jeb Bush, who ran for president in um, 2016, I guess it was, been elected president, that would have been unprecedented that you have... You unprecedented, know, one might say. Unprecedented. <laughs> A father and two sons. Yes. He... Uh, Died on November 30th, 2018, in Houston, Texas, and he was 94. And he had suffered uh, from Graves' disease, which is a thyroid condition uh, that his wife Barbara also suffered from. Now, I know you're not a doctor, but do you Not think, like my sister. No, not like your sister. <laughs> but do you think for Graves' disease they would have bled him with leeches? No. I don't think so either. <laughs> they did bleed George Washington, but yeah. uh, I don't think... I think by the time George H.W. Bush came around... Medical science had improved It had improved so that we don't bleed with leeches, yes. And at the time, uh, George H.W. Bush was the longest living president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And that's a distinction now held by Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yes. Right. And we'll celebrate Jimmy Carter's birthday later in the year. Outstanding. This is the 96th birthday of George H.W. Bush. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Mr. Mr. President. President.
Well, thanks for listening to our broadcast, and we hope you'll join us for another episode as we celebrate the birthday of yet another president of the United States.